Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of business and entrepreneurship. Each episode, we will bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs and business owners who are making waves in the marketplace. From sales strategies to marketing innovations, leadership insights, and effective lead generation, this is your go-to source for staying ahead in the business game. Now let's get equipped for success and get to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Equipped Podcast where we get to talk all things sales, marketing, lead generation. And today we have a very special guest with us that you may not think about sales, marketing, and lead generation, but the guest that we have on the show, it's gonna, they're going to be married perfectly together. We're going to hear about her expertise. We're going to hear some stories from her, all of her background. And I know that it's going to add a ton of value to the listeners of the Equipped Podcast. So with that, on today's show, we have Candy Alexander, and she is an experienced executive security consultant with a demonstrated history of leadership in the computer and network security industry. She's skilled in cybersecurity with business alignment, risk management, and application development security. So with that, welcome to the Equipped Podcast, Candy Alexander. Well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, and I'm Really looking forward to this fun conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. When we talk all cybersecurity and we did a little pre-show conversation, I wanted to hit record because you were already sharing a ton of information that I know would be valuable. Um, but I sometimes I have to back the people off and say, hold on, let's save that for the recording. And so you seem like you have, you've been in the cybersecurity industry for quite some time. So what I always love to do is just give the listeners a little bit of background of who Candy is what her story is, how she got into this role, and then we'll get into the meat of the stuff. Yeah, so um, I have a really crazy story. Uh, I actually have grown up in this profession of uh, cyber or information security. Um, Many, 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 many years ago, uh, I worked for a company called Digital Equipment Corporation. Um, And at that time, uh, we... Actually, I actually worked in the learning center. So this was a a like drop-in center. You could learn how to do word processing, spreadsheets, and all the office automation stuff, if you will. Um, then an event happened, and this is kind of like the start for everybody in cyber. It's like something happened, and you got pulled in to you know do cyber. But the event that happened for us or for me was Kevin Mitnick broke into digital equipment's network. Um, he stole the Vax VMS version five source code, which was, that was a big deal back then. Um, and uh, from that, uh, there was a whole long investigation. And and I mean, that's a, another story for another time, which is like amazingly fascinating. But as a result of that, um, digital created a security tool to harden the systems, the Vax VMS um, uh, systems, and then uh, to can, uh, monitor those uh, hardening and then report it. So they needed somebody to go around the country and teach people how to use that tool. Well, I worked in the VM, um, the VAX engineering building, so they came to me and asked if I wouldn't do that. So I got to actually design the training class and then go and deliver it. And because I became, as I 
called it back then the poster child for security. Um, they asked me to join the system management group, which, you know, that was pretty heavy stuff, you know, um, supporting the VAX VMS engineers. So you want to talk about challenging users? It was those engineers. But um, as part of the deal, I was to also be the security person. So, I mean, this goes back to 1988. So I truly have um, done everything there is to do in cyber. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I have a lot of opinions, a lot of experience, a lot of stories. Um, and I've had a lot of fun. It's been a, it's been a great profession and a great career. Yeah. Well, I love how when we get to talk with people that have been in the industry for so long, and so you, let's say you started in cybersecurity, you you migrated into it, and now in the evolution of the digital age, we've gone all the way, and now we're almost in 2024. So talk about and let the listeners know what it was like, before, you know, when you started in cybersecurity versus what it is now. I know that's a long, I know that's a loaded question, but how would you define it? Oh, it's funny. It's kind of like I was asked to come and speak. At San Francisco's Open um, Systems Forum, and the topic for me was um, security. And it's like, what do you mean? What part of security is like? Well, just securities. That might equate. I, I equate that to be. It's kind of like talking about the internet. Where do you start? Where do you end? What are the parameters? But I can say, you know, thinking back, because I've been doing a lot of that, and um, been asked to share my story a bit of late in. When I think back to when I started, there was no models. There was no, um, like, CIA, the Confidential Integrity and Availability model we all know. Um, there wasn't um, the even uh, the risk equation, um, you know, how to determine, you know, the level of risk versus vulnerability and exposure. That, that was not a thing. So, you know, I really was fortunate or not, <laughs> depends on who you talk to. Um, was able to get in um, to to the beginning days of this. So to what it was then to where we are now has been as the Grateful Dead song goes is, you know, what a long, strange trip it's been. Um, it's been fascinating to see now the, the same principles that we started off with back then, like, again, Something happened, you go fix it, figure it out what happened and report back and we'll mitigate and, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again. It's the same principle, fundamentally, as I just mentioned. It's just today we have um, hundreds of thousands of people in this profession fighting the good fight. We have unbelievable tools and technologies and we're starting to get recognition or some understanding from the general's um, population of the world perspective. Everybody understands what phishing is and, you know, why we need cybersecurity fundamentally. So that's that's a good thing because I remember years ago I would say, you know, when asked, what do you do? And I'd say computer security. And they'd just look at me and say, that's nice. So it's kind of nice to at least have people understand to some extent what it is that I do. People now probably understand that fishing with pH is not fishing like you do down on the lake or the river. Now they know what that means. Except for grandma. <laughs> that is right. Don't hit that button, grandma. Like that's Don't not a good touch. button in the email to yeah, that's not a good one to hit. Exactly. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for the background. And what I love about well, 
conversation that we're having. This is a sales, marketing, branding, and lead generation podcast. And listeners that listen to this, you know, that's what they love to consume. But that's why we wanted to have you on here to talk about cybersecurity and how they're connected and how they're married, basically. And I asked you in the beginning of the show, you know, how can we weave this together? And you started, you, 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 uh, you started to get a smile on your face because I know how you're going to connect this. And so cybersecurity, sales and marketing and lead generation, like how do those go hand in hand? Why should they go? Why should those go hand in hand? Yeah, sure. So when we look at the cycle of business and or, you know, uh, lead gen sales and, and marketing and all of that, um, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to cyber. And I think that that's been the challenge because you talk to anybody in sales, they will tell you one of the most difficult thing to sell is cyber or security. And why is that? Let's break that down. Um, so when you talk about cyber and security, it's about feeling safe and or applying safeguards to protecting the environment. That is, that's, that's a very emotional thing, right? I mean, you you talk about home security, right? ADT, you've seen the commercials or, or you know, any of those um, home monitoring, you know, programs, they're, they're selling that feeling of safety, right? We, we're here, we've got you. And so it's that's a really hard thing to sell in business because business is not, should not as well, be um, emotional or, or what it needs to be logical. So when we talk about, you know, the sales and marketing aspect of it, I know one of the things that we do at um, the um, firm that I work with is um, New Eon. We go in with a technology first. People can understand technology. A technology um, is very logical. It's to provide assistance or, or, or you know, solve a problem. Um, and so the lead in is always with tech, but the thing is, is that, um, and, and using technology and the, the thing that it of course, um, uses is data and information. Now comes the security aspect. Is your data safe? You know? And, and so what I mean by that is especially now we've got a lot of regulations and we have had them for some time is, um, you know, how to protect the data. What is the data we need to protect? For example, everybody knows HIPAA, right? Health um, information needs to be protected. Well, that's because for years, when I would talk about comparisons of when I first started in today, when I first started, everybody knew that it was important to protect sensitive information, but businesses couldn't justify it. But then along came the, the need to do that. So we needed to have a yardstick, you know, to make people do that, to comply, to, to, you know, protect the data. So along came HIPAA regulations and a lot of the others since then. So now we're, we're having to force that. And, and let's face it, it's, um, it can be expensive when you're told what to do and how to do it, as opposed to meeting your specific needs. So like, for example, you know, HIPAA says that you need to track all the health information in your organization and, and um, you need to be accountable uh, to where it is, who has access to it and all that and be able to, you know, um, protect it accordingly. Whereas if I'm in a small business, it might not be to that extent that I need to do that. So that's why it's really important to, 
you know, have an understanding of what the intent is to protect the data. What are you protecting it from? And then how best to do it that marries either the, the organization's mission, what its purpose is, and where it's going in the future. So you really need to marry the two because you can't just do it um, you know, security, that is, data protection um, from from a checklist uh, mentality because it gets really expensive. Yeah, no, that's so good. And that explanation, I'm glad you were able to break it down the way that you did. Um, I'm, I'm curious, the cybersecurity department, the sales and marketing department and, and all that, what does a good relationship look like when you put those two together? Well, um, that's that's the hard part, right? <laughs> because um, what it looks should look like is a truly a collaborative part, right? Um, between technology, between business, and between cyber, right? The the perfect world is um, the business will go and say this is where we're going, and in today's world, let's face it, everybody's going, um, you know, direct to consumer through e-commerce, right? Uh, selling through websites and all that. So um, the, the business makes that decision and technology is right behind them saying, yeah, we can make that happen, you know, because they want to play with the, all the new tools and tricks, let's face it, you know. Um, and then security is often not told about those things because our legacy is the department of no, right? Let's face it, right? If we're the department of no because... Um, we, um, in security are very, um, very digital. It is either on or off. Right. And so it's either compliant with protecting the data or not. And, and so that has gotten us into trouble in the past, it, but instead, you know, when you look at it from a partnership perspective and more rather than from a compliance or is it, you know, in line with regulations or not. Look at it from the risk perspective. What is the likelihood or, you know, the, what is the amount of threat that's introduced by trying this new technology, right? So, um, for example, um, you know, when I worked with one of our clients, they said that their business strategy was to um, expand their market for digital, uh, direct, I'm sorry, direct-to-consumer expand the market to some rather um, not well-known parts for U U.S. businesses. So what I mean is like APAC, like China. China is the number one consumer market in the world. So, you know, they had said, well, we're going to China to, you know, expand our product um, sales. And I think, you know, they're kind of waiting for me to say, what? wait a minute, don't go there. You know, everybody knows don't go to China because the technology is, you know, um, a challenge over there, the great Chinese firewall and, you know, all of that stuff. But realizing that it was a crucial part of the business strategy. So it's not a, no, you can't go to China. It's like, okay, let's sit down and figure out what are the risks and the way you're going to sell in China? What are the risks inherent to that? And then iron out what the probability of those things happening. And then thirdly, looking at what are the potential mitigation measures and how is that going to be impacted by a level of effort 
in a cost perspective. And what do we already have in place that we can build on? So, you know, I think that those are some of the things that we really need to look at when dealing with businesses, when they go to look to, you know, expand their markets in um, selling in other parts of the world. So it, it's really not, it should not ever be the department of no, but more collaborative partnership between the business deciding to go and expand their market. Technology, how are we going to get there? You know, what is the technology um, tool sets and tech stack we need to go there? And then thirdly is the security. How can we go there safely? So so that's what the ideal, you know, uh, partnership should look like. Yeah, and I think that's good, too, because understanding, like you said, too, the department of no, you don't want to ever work with a department and say, avoid having that conversation and then having to fix everything on the back end. Of right. course, kind of in the sales and marketing world, people that a majority of people that listen to this, and that's why I love having this conversation, is understanding this is more of a collaborative effort on the cybersecurity front. Because if you have a hiccup, let's say you didn't do your due diligence, and then you have a hiccup and you didn't ask the uh, cybersecurity department, well, it's going to halt what you're trying to do. It's going to halt what you're trying to do in a business and grow. Would, would, would you say that's a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking about some of the clients I work with, the, the, the sales and marketing organizations, they're very creative. And I actually love working with them. Ironically enough, it's because it's, um, it's challenging to come up with the solutions that will meet their need. Like you know, they come up with the most fascinating like marketing campaigns and sales campaigns and all of that. And it's, 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 uh, it's refreshing to be able to, you know, design and develop the, the safeguards to make sure that they can do that, but do it in a very safe manner. And it takes some time because remember what I said, it goes back to the feeling of safety, trust, and, um, you know, comfort, right? So that, that happens over time. And it's a rapport that's built, whether it's with your customer that you're trying to sell security to, or if it's um, rapport with an internal customer being in the marketing department, you need to build up that partnership and have those conversations of like, geez, we want to go to China. Great idea. Let's figure it out together rather than, oh my gosh, you don't want to go there. Or, you know, it, it, it needs to be collaborative and Almost like, you know, the cliche of the judge-free zone. There, there should be no judgment like, you know, you're crazy if you want to do that. It should be, okay, let's do it. Let's figure this out. And let me pull in my partners in technology because they want to play with all the new tools too, right? Well, yeah, no, and that's so good. And what that it's kind of like you knew exactly where I wanted to lead into this conversation. Um, because this, again, like this is a sales and a marketing and lead generation and the organizations that we work with, we do LinkedIn marketing, we do cold email outreach marketing to then capture leads to help grow the organization. What are some what are some important things that you align with those departments when it comes to, let's say, LinkedIn marketing or content creation online? What are some ways that people can make sure that their cybersecurity is safe when it comes to stuff like that? Well, of course, I'm going to say the first thing they should do is talk to a cyber expert, right? Because because this is not the faint of heart, and you know, I I could I could sit here and you know make up things that you need to be mindful of. But the thing is, is that the bad guys are 
the um the those that like to push the envelope shall we say because they don't like to be called bad guys the malicious threat actors they like to stay a couple of steps ahead so you know the important thing is is to make sure that you are current with the threat landscape right because that's what we're talking about you know those are threat landscapes and those have threat profiles so you really need to talk to your security um you know people your CISO or a consultant and, and find out what are the latest, you know, um, threats that are, are inherent to those platforms. Because I mean, it's, it's amazing. If, if anything, it's amazing to see how quickly the threats grow, um, in conjunction with technology. So, I mean, LinkedIn's been around forever. But I promise you that they're coming out with new ways to exploit things in LinkedIn every single day. So uh, it's it's rather hard to keep up. <laughs> and believe me, you know, that's why it's like I, I can't, I as a professional can't know it all. But if you tell me where you're going for a business strategy, guess what I'm doing? I'm going and doing, you know, a... Uh, research effort on that threat landscape of that environment. Yeah, about no, that's good, and I mean, I think that that's important. I think I saw my colleague. I thought he was going to say something. No, he looked like he was going to take a breath and say something extremely good, like he always does. Um, but right now, we're living in a, a cybersecurity world. We talked about that before we hit record. Um, you know, talk us through a little bit about what we kind of spoke about in the beginning there's so many different ones out there um what should people look out for what should people look you know into uh you know walk us through a little bit about that yeah i'm so glad you brought this up because it it's i'm just getting exasperated thinking about all that's out there from cybersecurity solutions to just about everybody has a, you know a shingle out front you know i'm a cybersecurity expert it's amazing to me, like when I get even on speaking of LinkedIn, like how many people are cyber experts out there? It's like, wow, dang, you know, everybody, everybody's a cyber expert, you know? Um, but, but that's the problem, right? It's, it's, it's a very flooded market. So how do you work your way through it? Um, I can say um, from two perspectives, the technology perspective of the security industry. And to me, Security industry are those um, that are offering services and products um, for cyber. Um, I just recently, um, our, I am the past president, immediate past president for ISIS International, and it's a professional association for cyber people. The long and short of it is, is we partnered with a group called um, ESG uh, to do a study on how cybersecurity professionals feel about cyber technologies. And the results were astonishing that, you know, and of course I'm, you know, doing a summary here that we essentially are tired of all of the po uh, point solutions. So like there's a solution for password management. There's a solution for antivirus. There's a solution for everything, everything under the sun. And it's like a cybersecurity professionals is saying enough, enough with the point solutions it's too expensive, both, and, and that's from a t total cost of ownership perspective, right? TCO perspective. We don't have the time to learn all these tools, 
We don't have enough screen real estate to be able to look at all these tools. You know, Ian, by the way, more than half of what you promise is not delivered upon. So enough with the hype. So I think that that is one of the things we're seeing too in the security industry is a lot of acquisitions, right? And that that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing and a bad thing. And what I mean by that, it's a good thing that as a security professional, I'm going to pick one vendor and, and just go with them. So I only have to worry about like one account manager, one, you know, contract and, and, and all of that. But the bad thing is, is that back in the day, and it still stands true, is there's no check and balance. In other words, you know, back way back when you would do a security technology and you would do another one right after, um, like you would use, for example, a security scanner once a week. But then once a month, you pull in a different scanner just to do a check and verification. So that that's something to be um, mindful of. And then, you know, from a um, security services perspective, like consultants and whatnot, I think you really, it, it's kind of like a, a personality match thing, right? You really need to find a service, again, that you trust, that you have a relationship, that you feel confident in. And so that's where, you know, you really need to talk with service providers and interview them and see if that's a good match. Do they have, you know, the same outlook that you're feeling comfortable with? And then you engage with them. Do not go with those that have like security in a box. Because security is not standardized. It's, It's very much dependent on the environment and business, right? I, one of the things that makes me think about is, you know, with our marketing agency, there is so much hype around marketing where people promise that you're going to get a thousand leads and all you got to do is this, this one hack or, you know, I, if you do this, you get that. And I've really, I've been real to people, but it's hurt me in, in the long run because that all that hype's out there, people aren't thinking, okay, this is overblown. They're thinking, okay, this company just couldn't do it. Maybe this company can. Um, And what I'm trying to get at is like, realistically, I could say, hey, I'm going to get you 10 leads a month and you're going to close one of those leads. And then this other guy is saying, I'm going to get you, you know, a thousand leads and you're going to close 50 of them. And that guy is lying to you. And I, and I'm telling the truth and my one sale might be $50,000 for you. It might be a hundred thousand dollars. And, but because I'm being honest, people like they move on. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if you see the same kind of thing in, in cybersecurity. I think that's what we're seeing going on today. And whether yeah. it's through a SERP provider or candidates for CISO positions, Right. Because people have preconceived notions, right? And so they're going to believe who they want to believe. Like that guy or girl that kind of says, I can get you, you know, 100 leads in love, the hot leads in blah, blah, blah. Or they can't, you know, cybersecurity professional says, I can just bring, you know, right into compliance in two weeks. So you want to believe that. Businesses, I should say, want to believe that. And so... You know, we're also a society of um, instant response and instant gratification, 
And let's face it, you know, those that are experienced in business and in life realize there's no such thing. So, you know, let's look and really take the time. And when you're talking about security, you don't want to shortcut that. Because if you do, it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt bad. I've had clients that I've worked with and they've, um, they, you know, I start out with them, we have a good rapport, but then, you know, somebody younger, better, faster, whatever comes along. So they say, well, we're going to try that. And I, I say, go, go right ahead. And what do you think happens? They come right back, you know, in time, once they learn the truth that, you know, quality versus quantity. It, it really is a thing, even after all these years. Yeah, it's even a thing in cybersecurity. It's even a thing like Brian was saying too in lead generation on all of that example. I mean, just because I would rather, personally, that they have been in the business world, I would rather work with someone that has been around for a longer period of time and is real about expectations. And like you said too, being real about what cyber has to do, it's so important. Um, business leaders... I'll ask this question too. So like when, when business leaders are looking into cybersecurity, what are, let's say, you know, three or four attributes that they should absolutely be looking for um, as a cybersecurity expert like yourself? What should they be looking in for? And you said a little bit of a, a, a box, not one box to this all. You said that earlier. You know, what are some of the top things they should be looking at on here? Because we have some business owners and entrepreneurs that, that will listen to this. Yeah. Um, so I think that they need to have a clear understanding of what it is they want to have accomplished. Um, you know, what are the objectives for pulling us in a uh, security, you know, a function, whether that be a tool or, you know, a, a consultant or, or whomever. They really need to have a clear understanding of what their need and driver is, what their, you know, it's almost like, you know, uh, we do a technology selection process. And I know everybody, they drives me nuts. They say, well, you know, uh, I, I just go with whatever my sales account rep just says that I need. And it's, it drives me nuts because that's where you get into trouble. It really starts with requirements, whether it's technologies or it's services or fill in the blank. You need to understand what it is that you are looking to accomplish, right? And then go and, and talk to numerous individuals. And see which one, you know, fits to your environment and culture. Because it's really, again, it's a rapport thing, right? You need to feel comfortable and you need to feel assured by that individual. For example, if it's a, a you know, cybersecurity consultant or a technology consultant or whatever, you need to feel confident in that individual. So talk to them and, and your gut is going to tell you right? What's real and, and what is, you know, just a, hey, I've got, you know, 50,000 leads. I can guarantee you get, use this mailing list, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, don't go for the quick win. It, it, you know, really take your time. And, you know, ironically enough, don't be afraid to use a consultant to find your consultant services, right? Because that's another thing. You know, we are engaged with after small businesses have been down that path and they've been through provider after provider after provider, they'll call on our organization to really go through the exercise of saying to the business leadership, 
What is it that you need? What is it you think you need? What is it you really need? What is it you're looking to accomplish? So we collect those requirements. Then we go and find a pool of potential, you know, um, providers. And then we, you know, do some selection and then turn over the top candidates, if you will, over to leadership. And then the business can make the decision because ultimately through all of this, it's always the business decision at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I love, I love that this conversation and then we're talking about cybersecurity, but we're also talking about, you made a comment of, we live in a microwave society and everyone wants something tomorrow. Everyone wants something now. And, you know, now we've talked about leads and here's, you know, here's this email list. We'll get you 50 leads right now. And I just appreciate working alongside organizations. Let's say, for instance, you know, on our back end, we help people and we create content for people mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and yeah, we can create one video and the, and it's great and there's good captions and we post it and that video can lie dormant unless we continue to help people build content. And it's like, I'm not, we can't say, hey, we'll create you one video and you're going to get 15 interactions. You're going to get 15 connections. That's just not going to work that way. You have to build that muscle. You have to be transparent. And the fact that cybersecurity experts like yourself are speaking that same language that's why we wanted to have you on this podcast is because they need to speak that same language. And that's what that's where and why I've enjoyed this conversation so much. But listen, it also in both instances, whether it be from a cyber perspective or from what you're saying, building in the LinkedIn brain or whatever, doesn't have to be genuine too. Because there's a lot of fluff out there and you can, you can spot it a mile away and people like people who are genuine and services and companies that are genuine. And, 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 you know, that again goes back to that rapport. You know, you, you want to rapport with somebody who's genuine. You don't want to hang out with people or, you know, hire people who are, are full of it. Right. Keeping it real. That's right. And you can, you can scroll on any social platforms. You can open up any email and I can tell within seconds. Yeah, if this is a flash in the pan or if this is something that is worthwhile. And it's it's interesting, all the, the emails that you may get that are phishing or malware, they look awful. They look like that nowadays. They look like spam messages. They look like people that are just trying to attack your computer. They're not authentic. They're not real. I mean, it's so easy to to tell nowadays. Um, and so, again, this has been very valuable. Yeah. Um, some the, the sometimes. The, so looking forward, cybersecurity landscape. What what do you feel like here in the next, because AI, AI is so big right now. What do you feel like with AI and cybersecurity? It's so cool. It's so cool. It's exciting and scary at the same time. It's kind of like the words of that song. Um, what is it? Uh, those things that kill me make me feel alive. You know, that, that that's like AI, right? It's so exciting, but it's so dangerous, you know? And I think that is... That is the future. It's funny because I was just writing about this. Um, so, you know, and, and the question was, what's the future in 10 years? And it's like, well, <laughs> AI, because AI is kind of like what quantum computing was, you know, for those techno geeks out there, um, you know, and that was what, 15 something years ago when we first heard about quantum and, you know, quantum computing is not very accessible, but AI is. I mean, everybody, I've played with AI. Everybody's played with AI, whether it be for, you know, just joking around like the headshot, right? Like in my company, we're, 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 
you know, of course, um, it's, we're a small group of techies that we're all, you know, joking around and all our Slack channel pictures are AI generated versions of ourselves. And it's like, who can come up with the kookiest one or, you know, but like everybody's playing with AI. So AI is everywhere, but that's the dangers. There's no guardrails. And we've all heard about that, right? So, you know, I think when we talk about AI as it relates to our world in the future, um, it really comes down to, you know, from my perspective, two, two points, the ethical human side of it, right? Like what is ethical in regards, what are the ethical parameters um, heard, we've all heard those horror stories about AI and the things that can do and how we can grow. And, and it's funny because the generative language models um, can, it can turn malicious the more, you know, it, it lives in that environment. Ironic, sound like, you know, human environments and maliciousness. Um, or, it, you know, um, you know, how do we put those parameters to make sure that doesn't happen? And what is, by the way, the perception of what's ethical and not. That's very cultural based. So there's a whole bunch of uncertainty in that regard. And then when I look at it from the security perspective, there's a whole lot there too, right? Like how do you protect the integrity? Remember that CIA model? How do you protect the integrity of the generative nature in which it learns? So you're not corrupting the language models, right? And so, um, and so that's just from the engineering design perspective. And then when you look at it from a usability perspective in cyber, they're doing that today and have for some time, use AI, like in um, doing um, antivirus or malware scans, um, intrusion detection prevention, all kinds of really cool tools. But again, it goes back to how do you ensure the integrity of those tools to make sure that there's no backdoors, that there's no little malicious little language seed in there in regards to how it learns. So I think that we're going to be busy with AI for a few years to go on top of everything else. Keep in mind that AI makes things easy and that's easy for us um, on the cybersecurity perspective, but also on the other side, shall I say the dark side perspective. So I think we're going to be quite busy with AI for some time. That'll lend us to another episode, maybe this time next year when AI is advanced and we'll say, hey, Candy, come back on the show and let's talk about now what you've seen with AI. Um, again, I, I was excited about having a conversation with you just because of the topic of what we talk about on the podcast and then also what you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis in cybersecurity. And you've added a ton of value. Um, thank you for that. Um, you know, if people want to connect with you, let's say on LinkedIn, if they want to look at what your company offers, where can the listener find all that information? Sure. So um, I'm absolutely up on LinkedIn. I'm big on LinkedIn. I try to be, but um, I'm up there as uh, Candy Alexander, of course. Uh, feel free to reach out, connect. Um, love to do that. Um, and then uh, for information about my company, which I'm very proud of, uh, it's called New Eon, and it's spelled N-E-U-E-O-N.com. And we offer a wide range of uh, strategic technology advisory services for businesses um, who we help guide through the maze of craziness in our world. 
Yeah, that's so good. Well, guys, if you're listening to this, make sure to go check Candy out. Go send her a request. Um, she has a lot of good content. She has a lot to um, share when it comes to having a business and business owner. And um, for, for us on the podcast, if you've heard anything that maybe has piqued your interest with building rapport, let's say on emails, LinkedIn messaging, content creation, make sure you send us a message or let us know as well. And like I always say at the end of an episode, make sure you scroll down if you're on Apple. Give us a five-star rating and a five-star review. It definitely helps with the, the algorithm that I'm sure that Candy's so familiar with, the, the, the wonderful algorithm of everything we have out there. Um, and so with that, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Equipped Podcast. We will see you next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Equipped Podcast. Do me a favor. Go to Apple, scroll all the way to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and a five-star review. Better yet, share this with someone that you think it would add value to. And if you think you would be a good guest on the Equipped Podcast, shoot me an email at lane at goprospect.com. That's L-A-N-E at G-O-P-R-O-S-P-E-X dot com. Until next time, see you guys.